All right, listeners, welcome back to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts, a Turf Show Times podcast. I am Robert here, Finn here with JB Scott. And JB, I almost messed up the intro. What do you think? That was that was something, right? Hey, not quite in mid-season form, <laughs> but maybe our Rams are. It sure seems like they are. So you we'll know what? Be there shortly. <laughs> they, they they got off to a slow start last week. I think it's only fair I get off to a slow start this week. But let's hope for um, a different beginning to tomorrow's action. Uh, JB, across the newswire came something breaking this morning. Uh, Rob Havenstein restructured his contract. Hmm, what do we think? It's before the deadline, the trade deadline. Big moves yeah, coming. So it opens up <laughs> it opens up 3.1 million in cap this season. So the trade deadline's looming. Maybe they make a move. It could be depth at corner, could be a running back possibly. Anything else stand out to you? You know, um that's kind of it, right? That seems to be maybe the big question mark for the Rams would be in that secondary. So if they're going to make a move, my thought would be um, possibly another corner or safety. We know less, less need likes to F them picks, right? So maybe make it a move for a big name. Um, we will keep our eyes peeled. Make sure to um, check out turfshowtimes.com for any breaking news. Um, and follow us on the socials and um, stay up to date. That way, um, JB, we got Jared Goff coming back. Coming back home, some might say, to L.A. We've been looking forward to this game for a long time, haven't we? We have, you know, and it's not something that I, I don't think any of us really had circled necessarily. I don't think anybody really had any um, thoughts that the Lions, and, and this is not a disrespect to anybody in that organization, but we didn't really expect them to um, contend this year, right? They just don't have the roster for that yet, um, we don't think. But anyway. That being said, um, what do we think about the uh, reception that Jared Goff is going to get? I don't know. That seems to be the subject of much discussion over the course of the past week. What are your thoughts? Well, I did wade into Lions territory this week, kind of seeing what they were saying behind enemy lines. And I really do believe that they feel they should be two and four. And Jared Goff has put them in position to win at least a couple games. I know their defense is pretty bad. I don't think they've taken a single offensive snap with the lead this year. Pretty unbelievable that they a team in 2021 is able to do that. But, you know, maybe he put them in position to win. They didn't win. I think maybe we lose sight of that sometimes. But you really don't didn't expect them to be 0-6 entering the year. That's pretty uh, astonishing. But I think they're better than that. Maybe the roster... Um, they've lost some really great players, which we'll talk about maybe when we get to the injuries, but they have almost no one at receiver. So is this yeah. on Jared Goff? Uh, who knows? But the bottom line is the Rams are much better than this team we're going to see tomorrow. Agreed. Agreed. And, and that's funny you had mentioned that. I was a guest on the Pride of Detroit podcast yesterday, and we talked a little bit about this. Uh, let's, let's face it, that roster just isn't very good from the 
top on down, right? So um, it's not all on Jared Goff. Yes, maybe he needs to step up, but you nailed it on the head. They had a couple of chances to win. They, they could have beaten San Francisco. Uh, they definitely had a, a shot in that game. Could have beaten the Ravens. Probably should have beaten the Ravens um, there. I believe that was a home game, if I'm not mistaken, and played a really good, solid, at least one half of football against the Packers. Obviously, you need to put two good, solid halves together. Uh, but, you know, Jared Goff, it, it can't be all on him, right? Uh, he is actually, if you look at the stats he's put up so far this year, very much on par for what we expect from him. So um, he's not going to win a game for it. He's not going to put a team on his back and carry them across the finish line. Um, certainly not a Tom Brady in that regard, but uh, he's a lot better than he's getting credit for. I have a lot of respect for him. I like him as a quarterback. Um, and it, and it kind of pains me a little bit to see him taking so much flack in the social media universe um but the rams now one game in what's typically seen or has been seen as kind of a three game um cushion (laughs) right um an opportunity to kind of pad that record a little bit um heading towards the back end of that season this season um we got the giants in right big win there got the lions on sunday Texans after that Uh, what are our expectations what are going to be some of our takeaways from these next three games JB well the thing that really stands out to me is after the Seahawks win we really didn't have too much confidence in the defense and the offenses of the the Giants the Lions the Texans don't necessarily scare you we're probably going to see defensive improvement we saw it last week we're probably going to see it over the course of the next two weeks as well but does that really quell your concerns about Raheem Morris in the defense? I'm not sure. We know Darius Williams is coming back probably after the Texans game. It's just you expect them to bounce back, but have they really turned the corner? Can you expect them to be a strong unit towards the remainder of the season and into the playoffs? Um, the Rams, with their explosive offense, really just seem to be average or better. But um, this isn't really a test that's going to tell us what to expect for the rest of the year probably. No, you're 100% right about that. I mean, obviously, none of these offenses are going to keep defensive coordinators up at night, but it does give those young guys, uh, Robert Rochelle and um, uh, Dante Dion, the chance to get on the field and play against um, other teams in real-time action. So uh, regular season action, I guess, might be um, a better way to put that because we did see them during the preseason. But... Um, we don't ever want to take anything for granted, right? We always hear um, any given Sunday. And so that being said, we don't want to just assume that it's going to be a cakewalk for the Rams on Sunday. Uh, It's possible, right? It's within the realm of possibility. The Lions shock the world and uh, Jared Goff gets his first win without McVay against McVay. JB, what are some of the things that could play into that recipe if it were to happen? Sure. And Kenneth Arthur wrote a great article this week about three ways the Lions could win this game. I think the part that stands out to me, and I know I've taken a lot of flack over about this over the last couple of weeks, but is this idea of a bad Stafford. And really, we so it's if you go back to the Cardinals game, you go back to the first half of the Seahawks game, and now maybe even the first quarter of the Giants game. Uh, missing throws, throwing to defenders that are in throwing lanes. But if the Rams are going to be held back offensively and you saw through the first quarter of the Giants game that it can keep even the worst teams in the NFL in the game, 
whenever he's performing like that. Just a big concern. Um, we know when he's on his game that he's the best, one of the best in the NFL right now. But if the Lions are going to hang around, it's because the Rams are missing opportunities that are usually routine for them. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it would really take a bad game from Stafford um, in order for the Rams to lose this one and not not take it anyway, again, anything from the Lions, but this offense is just playing on a different level than what we've seen in the past. And um, Stafford himself, his, his stats are, are kind of lights out. And um, on one hand, you want to kind of temper those expectations like, well, we're only six games in, but on the other hand, it's only six games, right? So um, you get this feeling that, you know, to channel a wannabe politician here, the best is yet to come from Stafford this season. So um, let's hope that he doesn't have a bad game against Sunday against the lions on Sunday. I, I guess I'm just, uh, still off to a slow start um, and uh, give the lions a chance to win that game. One of the questions um, that was posed to me yesterday on the Pride of Detroit podcast was um, related to the Rams running game. And I know you put out a great article um, just yesterday about um, different questions that we're getting from um, our loyal listeners and readers. And one thing that seems to be coming up is the running game, the running attack, and um is it really any good? It seems to be kind of underwhelming uh, so far um, this year. What do you think, JB? Is is Daryl Henderson a true RB1? Is um, Sony Michelle a diamond in the rough? What, what can we expect to see on Sunday against the Lions? Yeah, I think this is something you pointed out in the mailbag even, but the running game has been efficient and effective, but maybe it hasn't taken over games because of a reluctance to commit to it. And Daryl Henderson has really emerged as an every down back. I think he surpassed expectations that I had for him coming into the year. I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't think he could be a Cam Akers type workhorse, which was supposed to be his role before he tore his Achilles, but he's handled it all. I thought Sonny Michelle would have a much bigger role at this point in the season. But over the 17 game season, we expect the Rams to push in the playoffs. And really, great playoff teams have more than one guy. And we can't expect Daryl Henderson after he's carried the rock for 16, 17 games to be fresh in the playoffs. You have to have two guys. They have to shoulder the load together. You got to keep them both fresh. So if something happens of any significance to either one of those guys, I'd have serious concerns about the Rams depth, the running back heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and, and that's a great call out too. And we'll actually talk a little bit about that depth of running back because we saw Jake Funk go out um, torn hammy. Yikes, torn hammy. I'm not quite sure how that happens, but uh, he won't be back this season. So we'll talk a little bit about that depth. But I do want to just circle back to what you said about that run game. Got to have two guys, right? Um, there was some question about Daryl Henderson coming into the season about his durability. That kind of drives me nuts those kinds of discussions just because a the running back position is one um, that takes a lot of hits over the course of a season. So there's typically, you see that with um, workhorse guys, right? There's um, injuries and, and things throughout the year. But I think he hit the nail right on the head. I'm having those two guys, Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle. And we're starting to see that I think with uh, Sean McVay finding a, a, a nice balance between those two guys. So um, you had mentioned um, 
earlier that we saw some of those second string guys, some of the bench players um, play a little bit more against the Giants, right? Because it was such, I mean, it was a runaway after the second quarter. So um, we, (laughs) assuming (laughs) the Rams get comfortable in their lead with the Lions, should that happen, are there some names that you would like to see maybe get some some action there on the field and um, regular season and play? Sure. I mean, I'd like to see John Wolford, but a better performance from him this time around. He threw two passes last week. One of them was completed the other team. The other one was incomplete. So not an ideal performance from QB2. I think he's a lot better than that. We saw him coming in relief last season against the Cardinals to win the game. But I don't know. Are you a big John Wolford fan, Robert? What do you expect from him? Um, yeah, so uh, it it's interesting. I think he flashed some um, ability last season when we saw him against the Cardinals. I think he's a good solid QB too. I don't ever see him rising to um, a starting quarterback level, but that's okay, right? I mean, we saw on Thursday night with uh, Case Keenum coming in in relief of Baker Mayfield and played a great game, right? So you need to have that. That's a very important thing to have is that solid number two. And I think that's John Wolford's role in the league. Um, One name that I would look out for, because I, you know, I was thinking about this, um, not just with, um, the Rams in the early 2000s when they won the Super Bowl, right? Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, one name that often gets left off of um, the the mentions would be Oz Hakim. Um, Azahir Hakim. Uh, he was a big part of the of the reason why the Rams won the Super Bowl when they did. If we think about when in 2018 the Rams got back, they again had that three headed monster at that receiver position, right? Cup Woods, we know what they can do, but Brandon Cooks, he's having a great season there in um, Texas, Houston rather, uh, Texans. So that kind of brought me to 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 Atwell. I like to see what he has on the field. Not taking anything away from um, Djax, we know what he's capable of, but I would like to see Tutu. Maybe he can bring that. Um, that dangerous third receiver option, um, just a rookie coming into his first season. Um, running back depth. So touching back in on that, Jake Funk didn't really play a crucial role with the Rams. I think he only took one carry for six yards against Tampa um, as far as offensive um, play is concerned, but did play a role there on special teams. So now that he's gone, right, we have some depth issues there at the running back position um we saw buddy um buddy howell (laughs) get moved up from the practice squad to the active roster and then they have jv and hawkins who's kind of an interesting prospect right out of louisville so what are we thoughts there what are our thoughts there as far as the running back depth is concerned yeah and buddy how he's bounced around the league i think he spent the majority of his time with the houston texans but He's not heralded, per se, but he's been around the league for, I think, four years now. So you at least know he's a veteran, reliable presence that if he needs to come in the game, he might not be featured in, on offense in the past, but he definitely can play a role. Javian Hawkins, he's more of your speed guy and maybe a project for the Rams long term more than anything. But if they get real desperate, it's not a bad option to turn to, though. So 
Uh, hopefully we don't have to see either one of them. Daryl Henderson and Sonny Michelle stay healthy over the course of the year, but man, the Rams have lost a ton of running backs. It's, it's an, a miracle kind of that they're still in a good position that they are now. Yeah. 100% agree. And um, both of those backs give kind of an interesting um, sort of look to the Rams, but he held being a bigger back. I believe he's six one JB and Hawkins just said speed guys. He had the four, four, six there in the 40 yard dash. So he does have that speed. It would be interesting to see if he's able to contribute on kickoffs because the Rams don't really have that dangerous kick returner. Um, that maybe we've had in the past. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how they can blend in if they get their opportunities. Uh, The defense, the defensive side of the football, you had mentioned coming into more of a cushy um, part of the schedule. They're starting to look or maybe um, seem like they're rounding into form, but kind of tough to gauge against what may be seen as subpar competition. How are they going to attack the Lions this week? We know what Jared Goff can do, but we also know how he can get rattled. So what do you expect the game plan to be this week coming in um, with the Lions come to town? I think there's two keys to the game. The first is the Lions' best skill players are their running backs. So you have Jamal Williams, you have DeAndre Swift. Swift is as good as he is in the run game. He's also a pretty skilled receiver too. So it's incredibly important for the Rams to stop the run. And their defensive line has been stout. We saw issues with the run game at the beginning of the season, but it's improved recently. Um, the Lions do have a pretty solid offensive line. I know they've lost Taylor Decker. They've lost Frank Ragnow, but they still have Panay Sewell. Um, they still have some guys up front. But you stop the run. You force Jerry Goff to beat you. And I think the iteration that we've seen on their Heem Morris defense versus maybe what we saw with Brandon Staley last year, a defensive coordinator, is he's taken the Fangio Staley defense and added a blitz element to it. And I think this is definitely a game where you try to put pressure on Jared Goff. You try to blitz him. And we've seen him struggle against those internal pressures during his time with the Rams. And I think you try to get in his face and you make him make mistakes. And he, we've seen he's willing to do that. And the Rams have to force turnovers. And this thing could get ugly pretty quick if they're able to do that. You're 100% right. And um, what I like to see, and one thing that I had mentioned yesterday on the Pride of Detroit podcast is Taylor Rapp and how he's being utilized this year, especially in that blitzer role. And I think that could make a big difference in this game because we know how Jared Goff is, right? He can be a turnover machine if he is put under duress um, throughout the game. So, uh, but on the flippy flip, if he's given time, he can really take a defense apart. Um, so we have to be mindful of that. I know that the Rams have been susceptible this season to some of those shorter routes. And um, <laughs> that's that's kind of the, the lion's bread and butter from the offensive standpoint um, this year. So uh, that could be dangerous. Jared Goss certainly has the ability. Let me ask you this though, JB, because I was put on the spot yesterday. Uh, one of the questions that came in as we were doing the live portion of the podcast, what, what do I expect to be Jared Goff's longest pass, right? So I say just off the cuff, 32 yards. And anybody who's watched the Lions this year knows that they're not throwing the ball down the field, but we know that the Rams defense can at times give up the big play. So um, what are your thoughts there? Is Jared Goff capable of making that against this defense? 
yeah, I mean, we've seen DeAndre Swift rip off some big game, big gains in the passing game. TJ Hawkinson is as scary as a tight end as anyone in the NFL right now. I think it's a good test for the Rams to be able to face them this week because maybe when George Kittle comes back and he's healthy, that'll tell us a little bit about how they plan to handle the 49ers in that matchup. So Hawkinson scares me. I'm not really sure who on the Rams defense might match up against him. Maybe you see Jordan Fuller. Maybe you see Taylor Rapp. Ramsey might mix in against him just because the receivers don't necessarily scare you. They've lost Terrell Williams. They've lost Quintez Cephas, who was really rounding into form before he broke his collarbone. So Hawkinson is the guy that can beat you, and you really have to take him away because he's Jared Goff's favorite option. Yeah, and I would I would think anyway that that would be um, a situation where you would see a lot of Ramsey on Hawkinson because he is that type of threat. And we know Ramsey, he's kind of a bigger body out there, so he's able to make the play. And he's not afraid of making the play or um, afraid of contact. He certainly does not shy away from that. So I would think this would be an opportunity to see uh, Ramsey on him with some of those younger guys maybe taking on that receiving core, which doesn't exactly scare anybody. So, um, but you had mentioned the running game. It's been... I don't know. We know what those backs are capable of, right? Jamal Williams um, is, he certainly had had some success in Green Bay, starting to see some success here with Detroit. DeAndre Swift is interesting. He's been dealing with a groin injury for most of the year. So, but that really hasn't limited him at all. We know that he's able to break off those big runs when given the opportunity. So um, hopefully (laughs) we can see a limit to that. what are your predictions for the game, JB? What are your thoughts there? I think backups will probably be playing most of the fourth quarter. I don't really see how the Lions can hang in this one. The Rams are just a much more talented team at almost every position except maybe tight end. So it's going to be brutal. I think the Rams will put pressure on Jerry Goff. Aaron Donald's already talked about how they plan on getting after him and matching up against him. And I think there's just a lot of emotions in this one. And Unfortunately for Jared Goff, the support or uh, the supporting cast around him, excuse me, just not great. And there's just not much he's going to be able to do in this one, I think. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because um, the guys from the Detroit podcast, and this was an embarrassing moment. I'm going to put myself on blast real quick. But um, we had all talked about um, the possibility being pretty high that we'll see both backup quarterbacks at some point um, tomorrow. And I had make, made a joke that it was a potential Super Bowl matchup. Obviously, both teams being in the NFC, that can't happen. But um, I, I think you're 100% right. Uh, seeing the backups could definitely be realistic. I mean, again, there's any given Sunday, right? That component exists with every game that we watch every Sunday. Um, being one team can beat another. Okay, cool. We know that. But yeah, the Lions roster just does not stack up. It's it, just like the Giants, that type of situation where um, you don't want to take anything away from them. But realistically, it's going to take a really bad game from the Rams, um, spe- specifically on offense, um, in order to um, lose this one. So, um, yeah, so we could be potentially looking at um, a six and one start for the Rams. Um, is that kind of where you expected them to land at this point of the season, JB? Yeah, I think maybe five and two would have been more realistic. Maybe You don't want to say four and three, but they their five, first five games, I think four of them were against playoff teams from last year. 
it was a tough schedule. And really the middle part is kind of cushy. We've talked about it already, especially the next two games. But the end of the season, it's a gauntlet. And it's good for them to get the start that they have to the year. Uh, They're in a good spot in the playoff picture. Really, I think the NFC is kind of down to four or five, maybe six teams already. And the playoff picture could be pretty much set over the next couple weeks uh, in terms of the haves and have-nots. And, yeah, six and one, the Rams should be extremely happy. I wouldn't have really expected them. I think it's kind of unfair to have those expectations. And Matthew Stafford has definitely looked better, I think, early on than any of us could have realistically expected from him as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I expected a slow start from him. I'm trying to get to know that offense, but um, he really hasn't. He's been having a great year and I think can grow, just only have an opportunity to grow within what that offense can do. But, you know, it, it, it's interesting because six and one, yes, this is, this is probably the best um, anybody could hope for after seven games, a six and one start. Hey man, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty legit. The crazy thing is they needed a six and one start to keep pace with the Cardinals, which I don't think anybody saw coming. So um, as much as we, you know, want to say, Hey, great start and absolutely be proud of that. um, Those Cardinals are going to be a problem. And, um, you know, the six and one start helps the Rams definitely stay up for that. And I, you know what, I'm looking forward to that rematch. Obviously we'll have a much more in-depth conversation about that when the time, um, gets closer, but, uh, six and one, seven games in looking at the start that they had just certainly, um, cannot go wrong with that. Speaking of the rest of the NFC West, um, Cardinals scary. Right. Um, but, but the Seattle and 49ers, I don't want to say disappointing, right? Because they've certainly both of them have had their challenges uh, from the injury perspective. But uh, what do you think, JB? Little underwhelming start to the season from those guys. Yeah. Are we pretty much ready to put a fork in Seattle? Uh are they like, the best they can hope for is they tread water with Russell Wilson out and he comes back and they have a hot finish to the year, but eh, it's not looking good. And it could be an end of an era as we've talked about for the last couple of weeks, but they, they might be done. And that's just a testament to how tough this division is and how good the Rams and Cardinals are. Yeah. And Hey, no disrespect to Geno Smith whatsoever, but um, he's just not a starter in this league. And um, unfortunately, you know, the Seattle's going to struggle with, without Russell Wilson in there. And the thing is, Russell Wilson has never really left with injury before. And it's kind of been said that this team, just how Russell Wilson goes, the Seahawks go. And without Russell Wilson being in there, I will give him credit. They were competitive against Pittsburgh. The jury is still out on how good of a team Pittsburgh is. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, they hung in there and they looked good. The Niners, though, um, to me, they are underperforming. And, yes, they've had that injury bug, which they've seen to deal with um, the entire time Kyle Shanahan um, has been there, which kind of makes me question some of the inner workings of that conditioning program. But um, is that team better than their record indicates, JB? Should we be scared of a late season push by the Niners to maybe get into the playoff picture? Yeah, I definitely do think that the 49ers roster overall is better than two and three. Maybe there's coaching elements that are coming into play that we haven't accounted for. Didn't think it impact as much 
coming into the season. But, you know, Robert Sala left to be the Jets head coach. You just wonder. He was a very passionate leader. We saw him get it pretty pumped up during Rams games when they were dominating Jared Goff in the Rams offense the last couple of years. But, yeah, they really seem to miss him. And I don't really know if there's one thing you can point to with the 49ers. They just seem to be underwhelming in general. Trey Lance, you know, it might be time for him with based on the record, but it doesn't really seem like he's going to be someone who can turn around quickly. We've seen the rookie quarterbacks this year struggle as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And um, I don't know if Trey Lance is the answer for them. It's way too early to um, say for sure. What I can say is um, Jimmy G has a good winning percentage. So um, I would ride that horse if I were Kyle Shanahan. Interesting note, um, as of the Cardinals with their win against the Browns, Kyle Shanahan is now the only coach in the NFC West without a winning record. Hmm. Maybe we start turning our attention to that um, element of San Francisco. Who knows, right? All I know is I hear a lot from Niner fans that they beat the Rams four times in a row. So, hey, man, hang your hat on that. That's cool. Um, but in the meantime, it's Shanahan out of the NFC West for sure, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Um, I don't know. It's been a tough go for him. Not to say that he's a bad head coach by any stretch of the imagination. They've had crazy bad luck when it comes to injuries, but um, definitely underperforming. All right. So JB, we're both predicting the um, Lions go down in SoFi to the Rams on Sunday. Any last minute thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm looking forward to see who steps up on offense. Someone's going to score a lot of points probably. Um, I'd like it to see Robert Woods. I know we had him have, see the, have him have the good game against, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but really like to see more from him. He deserves it. He's been one of the Rams best players for years. And uh, let's see who steps up. They're going to score a lot of points. Who's it going to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. The Rams will run away with this one. Um, I don't have any last minute thoughts, just excited to see the game. And um Hopefully the Rams come away with a W. Um, JB Scott, where can fans find you if they want to um, shout out Mr. Scott? Where, where can they find you? Yeah, um, in the comments section, we did the mailbag this week. I love doing those. It's a lot of fun. I think it's a pretty good piece and a lot of good content. So definitely go check it out. There's a lot of great work from all the contributors at TSC. Yeah, absolutely. We love the mailbag. So keep those good questions coming, fans, loyal listeners, and readers. Um, for JB Scott, my name is Robert Finn. You can find me on social media at Robert Finn is me on the Twitter machine. And um, as always, on turfshowtimes.com for your Rams related tea. We don't like to spill it because it's delicious. Um, JB Scott, my name is Robert Finn. Have a great Sunday. Go get them, Rams against the Lions. Yes, we will talk to you next week.